edition of Two Blokes and a Punt with myself, Rocky McDonald, and the big dildo, Dylan Hall. How are you, brother? Yeah, not too bad. I've still got a bit of a cough lingering around. Uh, not a spicy cough, just a cough. Um, so just sort of plowing on through with that at the moment. Trying to work on the summer body and get the abs going. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, I've seen, you, I've seen you never in a gym, so look, coffin is probably a good spot to start. I've been to a gym. Oh, I've never seen you in one. I have heard you did go, but I've never seen you in one. <laughs> no, that's correct. I was there for a little bit, not long. Yeah, yeah. Right. and uh, look, I never saw you check in on Facebook, so I've never counted. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Wow, yeah, fair enough. You've caught me out there. You've got me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, massive, massive weekend ahead for, uh, well, especially for me. Uh, we're heading to Tulsa in Oklahoma for the US PGA Tour. Um, I am very excited. It's going to be a bloody ripper, I think. Yeah, I can't wait to wait to wake up tomorrow morning super early just to get up and watch the golf. Um, by the way, that's yeah. sarcasm. I will definitely yeah. not be doing that. I was going to call bullshit on that. I, I was, I, I'll be up at my usual time and I will probably watch it while I'm getting ready for work and I'll watch it on the car ride into work and then I'll watch it at work. I mean, no, I won't watch it at work. I'll listen to it at work. No, why would you? No, yeah. no, definitely, definitely, wouldn't, definitely wouldn't watch it at work. No. It's a, it's a really that. good sport to listen to. It is actually. I, I find it quite relaxing actually because you – if, if, if the commentators shut up for a little bit, you just got the nice nature sounds and the odd whoosh sort of thing. And, yeah. You know, it's, it's not bad. And then the occasional, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I don't think many of those, I don't think many of the pros say that. Um, if it was, if it was someone following me around, yeah, there'd be a lot of that. A lot yeah. of that. A lot um, of that. Look, I don't know if you've seen any of the uh, tee-off groups. Um, but there's... I saw one. I saw one major tee off group. Um, yeah, and that is Tiger Woods, Jordan yep. Spieth, and Royal Mac Rory McIlroy. Yeah, am I correct? Have I nailed it? You are. You are correct. Good. My um, brain wasn't failing me. That group is gonna have ninety five percent of the crowd. I think. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting because obviously all the big names and everything, but, you know, it takes a glare away. Well, not the glare away, but, you know, some of the, um, the you know, obviously like Scotty Scheffler, you know, you Cam Smith and those types of guys, um, sort of, you can't really, well, they won't probably have the crowd because of that big group, Will. Um, it's not very often you get three golfers like that playing together. So. Yeah. Yeah, but then you look at uh, other groups like, um, uh, well, even uh, Cam Smith, you know, he's playing with Victor Hovland and Will Zalatos. Zalatoros. Um, yep. So, you know, like he's a big name there uh, and they tee off 11 minutes before Tiger Woods. So, you know, he'll, he'll have a crowd there, especially for the first tee. You know, it'll be building. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like some of the other groups um, you've got, uh, John Rahm, Colin Morikawa, and Scotty Scheffler. Like, that's a that's a really good group. Uh, and then you know uh, Shane Lowry, Brooks Koepka, and Adam Scott. You know, that's like, another pretty decent group. Yeah, there's there's some good groups getting around. Um, but yeah, I definitely think uh, Tiger Woods. Uh, that group is going to draw the crowd. Uh, yep. But before I do get uh, too deep into this, uh, I just need to uh, throw out a little bit of shade uh, for the USPGA and their char- their prices. Uh, you know, you got to look after the punters that are coming oh. in. It's, and uh, what was it? It was something like what fifteen dollars a beer? Yeah, fifteen US a beer. That's just, that's that's, just, that's over twenty dollars here. Um, 
you know, like you just you gotta look after the punters, like you know, give them the old uh, four Corona bucket for twenty bucks or something, you know, like. Oh, well, uh, I understand what they're doing because I know yeah. I was I was at the golf and we had say you know a ten dollar beers or you know eight dollar beers. Um, I would by the time the last group finished, there would be quite a uh, ruckus being caused. Uh, it would probably be me running out doing something silly. Yelling something out at someone. You uh, will not make this putt. <laughs> you know, oh, dude, I can understand it. You know, it's going to put some people off drinking. Um, but or yeah, is it going to is it going to go the other way? And are people just going to take their own drinks in? Oh, that's exactly what I'd be doing. Yeah, yeah, I'm the not old, paying twenty old, bucks for a beer. Yeah, the old uh, vodka up the sleeve or something. You know. Like yeah. That. Yeah. I don't, I don't Put know. the uh, just vodka in the water bottle, or you know. Um, but yeah, that that was a little bit disappointing. But I think it's going to be a, a great few days. Um, my best bet for the week actually comes from the USPGA. Um, I figured it would. I figured it would. And uh, look, I think it's I think it's a beauty. Uh, I found a little bit of value again, not as much as I did in the Masters. Yep. Um, I've gone Justin Thomas to finish top 10, uh, and that's at $2.30. Uh, I think JT's going to have a – he should play uh, quite well around uh, Tulsa. Um, I was tossing up whether to go $40 on him um, for top 10 and then throw 10 bucks on Spieth uh, to win it because I think Jordan Spieth's going to have a game. Um Sort of looked at uh, him and McElroy, uh, but Speed's just been more consistent. McElroy had that great last day of the Masters, um, you know, which is yep. at the forefront of everyone's mind. But just over the last twelve months, Jordan Speed's been uh, a lot, a lot more consistent, uh, yep. and I, th- I think he can win. Uh, I'd love to see Cam Smith up there, um, but yeah, I, I definitely think. Uh, yeah, um, Jordan Spieth. Jordan Spieth at seventeen dollars. I think that's good money. Yeah, fair enough. Now I've got one here that you know, like I don't think it's going to happen. But if Mister Woods came out and won, yep, would it be one of the best comeback stories ever? Uh, it'd be up there. I think it'd be even better if he won the Masters. Uh, yep. You know, first first tournament back, but yep. from what he went through, I think I think it'd be uh, like a phenomenal comeback. I think, yeah, it'd definitely be up there with some of the best ever. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, um, fair enough. Fair enough. Like but if, if you want, if you want to have a dabble, you know, Tiger Woods at eighty one dollars. Well, I think I'd be keeping my money in my pocket, but you know, as I said, it would, it would be nice to see. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, but uh, you know that I'm a big uh, Brooks Koepka fan. He's at 41. Uh, the man that won us a lot of money uh, at the Masters, Shane Lowry, is at $29. Uh, but yeah, I just I think Spieth should play quite well. Um, uh, yeah, I just every time I look at it, I go, yeah, nah, Spieth, Spieth's going to win it. Spieth's going to win it, you know. But watch him come out overnight and shoot a plus four or something and just absolutely put the wind up me. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you probably put the mots on him now, so it probably will happen. So yeah, yeah. Look, if I, if I tip someone to win the golf, uh, they won't make the cut. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I was going to say that's the next thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, just getting past that. Um, but yeah, like I said, uh, my best bet will be Justin Thomas uh, to finish. In the top ten, uh, which I think's uh, well, it's more than doable for him. Uh, I think he's going to play quite well. Yep. So more than happy to take the two dollars thirty there. Um, but yeah, I, I just can't wait for him. It's going to be great. Um, I've seen uh, a few videos of the course. You know, it just looks oh, pristine, as, as you would want it to for the uh, for the PGA Championship coming there. 
That's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah, like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm just pumped, you know. Yeah. I do I do love me golf and I enjoy watching it. So, uh, yeah, it's, that's going to be me for a lot of the weekend. Oh, no, good. I am. Um, well, actually, no, I was going to say I'll probably join you, but it's still too early. Yeah, it is, it is quite early. Uh, unless, you know, you just get on it and stay up all night. Um, no, I don't think I can no. do that anymore. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Oh. Um, but yeah. yeah, that you know, just a just a quick rundown of uh, the USPGA. But uh, look, I'll let you take the uh, the mic and uh, move on to your oval ball game. My oval ball game. Uh, well, it's been a pretty big day to be honest in the AFL. Well, not necessarily just for the AFL, but for the AFLW. So. Um, the new collective bargaining agreement was released, uh, which means that the start of the season has been agreed upon. The trade period is official, or well, the official dates for the trade and time and all that type of stuff has opened up. So, and to be honest, it's 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 an interesting sort of uh, CBA with because uh, they, 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 the AFLW is a little bit different to the AFL in terms of players are put into tiers. You've got tier one, two, three, and four. I don't know how much have you seen of the um, the tiers or anything. So I'd be I'd be a tier one player though. Well, I've seen you play soccer, and I would probably. Put you firmly in tier four. Well, I thought you were going to say tier five, so I'll take that. <laughs> there is no tier five, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's it, it, one of the interesting things with it was so yeah, yeah, the tier one, which is your marquee players, have gone from thirty-seven thousand a year to seventy-one uh, or seventy-two, actually, well, pretty much seventy-two. But your lowest paid player goes from twenty thousand to thirty nine thousand. So yeah, I that, really think that's good. I, yeah, I think this is a massive step in the right direction for the AFL. Yeah, I think I know it's really hard with the AFL to sort of be able to get into this. Um, you know, they don't. They probably don't want to put too much money into it. But I think if they're all in on it, they need to put more money into it, which means taking some of the profits away from the men to be able to put it into the women. So what I didn't realize is the women, well, the past CBA, the expired one, they were paid on hours. Uh, So they were, it says here, the expired CBA saw players contracted for 15 hours a week during preseason and 10 hours during the season itself itself excluding the matches. So they were really only paid for 10 hours a week. Now, That's rough. It's they're rough. Professional, um, they're professional sports players. Yeah, like I sit there and I go, I understand the money, might, the revenue sort of might not be coming from the AFLW just yet. And you listen to a lot of the things and I'll put my hand up a lot of it. I haven't watched an AFLW game partly because... You hear, you read, and hear everything about how the skill levels not the best, but also part of my thing was what Adelaide wasn't in it. Where this year they're in it, I'll be watching, definitely be watching a few games. But I sit there and I go, how can you expect their skill levels to get better when you're only paying them for ten hours a week? Yeah, it's um, it's very hard and. And I think there's going to be the AFL is coming. Well, the AFLW is coming to a stage now where it's going to be. There's, they're going to have to cop that. The, the whole AFL is going to have to cop a bit of pain and go right. Let's pay these girls for a full year, like the men. Um, maybe not necessarily, you know, paying a player seven hundred fifty thousand for five years. But you know, you have the highest paid player at maybe three hundred thousand, and the lowest paid player at sixty thousand. 
yeah, you know, I, I live of a wage, so that these girls can sort of spend a bit of time um, going into it, or, you know, put a bit of time into it, and you know, they build their bodies up to be AFL ready. Um, it will help them sort of get the um, skill level up. You know, they'll be able to play the full a full season like the men. You can marquee it with the men type sort of thing. It's, yeah. Um, I'd, I'd... I'd love to see it as a curtain raiser. Oh, I would too, to be honest. Um, I, I sit there and I go, at the moment, I know the with the showdown, uh, the CNFL has started playing the curtain raiser. So the Magpies will play the Crows uh, before yep. the game. So I sit there and I go, I can understand that there's a few games that might be a bit tough to get work it all in and everything. But you sit there and you go, I think it's a... I think it's something that the AFL definitely should be starting to look into in, in saying, right, let's have some curtain raises. Uh, you know, it, it's almost crossing over with the AFL near. With this, the, it's slated to start the pre-finals by. Uh, so it's a bit hard at the moment, but hopefully they bring it a bit more into line and, and you do get some curtain raises. And, um, and it's AFL. rough for the girls playing like that time of the year as well. Like it's, it's starting to warm up, you know, like it's a winter sport and they're playing it over summer. That's it. So I think it will be, um, I think there's some interesting times to come ahead for the AFLW. I, um, as I said, this year I, I'm, I'm actually going to get around it a bit. Or I've actually signed up as a foundation member for Port Adelaide. So, you know, there we go. Good on you. So I've done my part. Uh, I expect a phone call from Erin Phillips when she wins the premiership this year to say, thank you, Dylan. If it wasn't without your pledge, I, we wouldn't have been able to do this. So I don't expect much. Just just that phone call will be nice. Or, or at least an invite to the you know, celebrations or Mad Monday. I'm willing to take work off for that. So, it's, uh, oh, I'm, I'm not even going to burst your bubble, mate. Well, you know, a man's got a dream. Yeah, so, don't. Uh, <laughs> that's it. So uh, the men aren't going to win it. So the women, women. I've got to put. I've got to find something new. The men aren't going with the CNFL either. So I've got to find something else to support and put my money in, money in with. So I'm going yeah. to LA women. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but it, going into sort of back into the men's comp, the one that's running at the moment. There's um, there's a good. Oh, no, I say this every week. But this week is actually a properly a proper actual good game with Port Adelaide. So we take on Geelong down in Geelong. It's uh it's it's a tough for any team to go down to Geelong. It's tough. Geelong aren't necessarily firing at the moment. Port Adelaide is well, we're we're four in a row, but I still think there's still improvement to be had there. Uh, there's doubt around whether or not uh, Trav Boak will be available. Apparently, he's quarantining at the moment. He's got he, hay fever symptoms. He said it has hay fever symptoms. He's tested negative, but they're keeping him away just in case. So if he's a late, well, not late withdrawal, but if he's a withdrawal, I think that'll be huge for us. But I um, I think it will actually be a fairly, fairly decent game. So. I think you really sort of shape things a little bit. So if we can knock Geelong off, then it makes things a bit better. Um, but if Geelong beat us as well, it sort of helps them cement their spot in the eight for the moment. Uh, the other, the other, well, there's actually quite a number of. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just looking at the draw now. Yeah, so you got tomorrow night Carlton v Sydney. That is going to be a, a, an absolute storm barn. Uh, Barna, um, you've got a what? A what? Sorry, uh, nothing. We're moving on. You got, you got, you got Sydney <laughs> v Carlton there. Um, yeah, Sydney, Sydney come off of, off a tough loss a couple of weeks ago to Gold Coast. They, they responded last week by thrashing, thrashing Essendon. So it's it will be an interesting game. You know, obviously. Carlton are a bit flying at the moment as well. So that will be a really, really good game. Uh, the other one that's probably a little bit of a surprise to people, but will be the Western Bulldogs Gold Coast game. So 
Yeah, the Celtics are doing all right. Yeah, they are. They, they, I, I'm going to say they put it together, um, but they're doing they're doing well. They've, obviously, they've won it. They've won two on the trot now, and they've beaten you know they've beaten Sydney, who's fifth. They've beaten Frio, who's third. Uh, so you know, albeit the, the the conditions last week for the Gold Coast Frio game was a bit horrendous at times. Yeah. But, opinion um, on Casbolt. Sorry, just opinion on Casbolt up there. No, he's he's good. Like he, I, I I would have been upset if oh, I would have been upset, but yeah, you know, I, I would have been a little bit sad if he hadn't retired. I think he still had games in him, but they weren't at Carlton. So you know you can't have him, Mackay, DeConning, Kerno, all coming through, um, sort of thing. It's been a bit. Of, I think they've been a bit unlucky with Mark Pitnett going down. But you know, you have him in there too, and all of a sudden you're sitting there going, "You've got you, you've got too many tools." Um, yeah. So especially tools that are going to be playing in the forward line. So um, I think Carlton did the right thing by letting him go, uh, and and you know I'm glad that the Gold Coast picked him up. I can't believe that there were some other teams that didn't even look at him. Uh, like you know, I think North Melbourne probably would have benefited from him. I reckon even St Kilda probably could have benefited from him. Like there was a number of teams that sort of are searching. Essendon's another one that could have been benefiting from a, a strong key forward. Um, but I think he's part, partnering really well with Marby Old So I think that 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 Western Bulldogs Gold Coast game is another one to sort of keep an eye out on. Uh, if you've got KO, then you can sit there and switch between Port and Geelong and the Bulldogs and the Gold Coast Suns. Um, so, but yeah, I think there's some really good games there this week, and then obviously you've got Dreamtime as well. So, it's um, yeah. I, I let's know, hope the Bombers yeah. turn up for that. Well, that's what I was about to say. Is even oh, even if they sort of put it on for three quarters, and and then at the end of the day, Richmond's all come in, run all over them, then so be it. But um, you just want some sort of fight from them. So they yeah. come under fire this week a little bit for shirking the challenge a little bit um, from especially with the the um, that what Luke Parker did um, yeah but it, um, yeah so it'll be it'll be interesting to see if they respond I don't think they will but yeah it'll be good oh, I think as I said dream time of the G's always sort of fairly good so I think there's yeah so there's some really really good games this weekend um, yeah which yeah, I suppose. Well, well, I don't even know what's going on in the NRL at the moment. So, oh, oh I know. I can that, tell you heaps. Oh, I can tell you there is that. I know Penrith Panthers are still flying, so at least one of my teams will win. Yes, uh, the Panthers are flying. Um, they bounced back uh, after that loss uh, two weeks ago. Now. Uh, another team that's flying is my Cowboys. You know, we won five straight, sitting third. You know, like, look at us go. We're, we're just cruising along. Uh, yep. No one wants yep. to talk about us. Um, who's one uh, subject I do want to talk about, and that is uh, Trent Barrett. Uh, relieving himself of coaching duties at the Canterbury Bulldogs. Um, now... I believe the writing was on the wall a few weeks ago for Trent when Phil Gould actually came in and took a session. Uh, as much as Trent and the club have come out and said that, uh, no, 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 like we all worked in together, I reached out to um, Gus Gould, you know, to help out and everything. Um, that's writing on the wall. You've just you've just written your name in, mate. Uh if you're reaching out to a former coach uh, to help you coach, uh, your your time's up. Uh, and then uh, you've got Paul Vaughan there as well. And I think that was a silly signing by the dogs, throwing money at Paul Vaughan. Uh, could have been used in much better ways. Uh, a younger player who's actually committed to the club, uh, committed to the game. Paul Vaughan sort of... Uh, I want to say becoming irrelevant in the game, uh, as harsh as that is. Uh, if, if I'm, sorry to cut in here. Paul Vaughan, is he yeah. 
the one that was at the Dragons last year and he had the bit of the party in COVID times or something like that or at least that is something? Uh, he hosted the party, yes. yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, look, I'm not a massive Paul Vaughan fan, uh, but, yeah, I just think, I think uh, I did read an article involving Dean Pay, who is a former Bulldogs coach, and he actually wasn't granted permission to, you know, go after any players that he wanted or anything. Um, so, you know, he, he never had the backing of the of the board. Yeah. And, you know, I actually feel sorry for Pay because he tried. He wore his emotions on the sleeve, uh, you know, and he just had no backing from anyone. And then they get Trent Barrett. Okay, we'll give you uh, Josh Adokar, Matt Burton, Paul Vaughan, you know, like quality players except for Paul Vaughan. Uh, and now he's 10 rounds into the season, he's gone. And now they've got a caretaker coach. For a team that was meant to be challenging for finals, This it's just a shit show. Um, and I just, there's one name for me who I would pick to coach this squad uh, as of next year. And I would say, can you start now instead of having a caretaker coach? Can you start now? Let's spend this year trying to build uh, a culture around this club because there's no culture at the Bulldogs at the moment. Uh, and that goes for quite a few teams in the NRL. There's just no culture there. Um, and just use this year as a stepping stone. Come in next year, sign a couple of decent players, sign a halfback, and the man to do the job is Shane Funnigan. Uh, he's the he's the ex uh, Sharks coach, isn't he? He is. Yes. Uh, yep. Look, I've I've never been a massive Shane Funnigan fan, but he's now commentating on Fox Sport and does a lot of analysis and everything. That man's IQ for the game of rugby league is through the roof. Yep. If like I understand, there's a few names out there uh, that the Bulldogs are chasing, like Cam Serraldo. Uh, the Walker boys, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But take the obvious pick. Take the guy that's going to change your club. Um, like it's to me, it's simple. Um, you're a team that's really struggling. Do you want to bring in a rookie coach for first grade, or do you want to bring in someone who's won a premiership? fixed a culture at the club at a club that was struggling and then took him to a premiership. Simple. Yep. That's simple to me. Um but yeah, like the dog the doggies are they're just battling away. Um and I just feel for them. Um they've, they've been in the shit for a few years and it just they made a few good signings. Hope's got up and they're sitting on the bottom of the ladder. Uh, with no coach. So uh, big, big week uh, in the NRL. Uh, they come up against the Tigers this week, who are yep. sitting 15th. Uh, and, jeez, I, I love watching me rugby league, but I'm not tuned into that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think that, that, that'd be a bit like watching West Coast play North Melbourne at the moment. So. Yeah, I'm just like... They'll do like a an eight six scoreline, or it might be thirty eight to thirty six. Like you just don't know what you're going to get. Yep. Um, but yeah, as as a lot of teams do, they normally lift for a caretaker coach. So wouldn't be surprised if the doggies actually you know, get a win. Well, that's it. It's it's, it's the old. Oh, I don't know what. I don't know what to call it. Well, it's like the caretaker. It's not the curse. It's the caretaker sort of blessing. And, yeah. Um, it, it, it happens in that. I know it happens quite often in the AFL. I think yeah. I think if I remember correctly, I think there's been no 
I could be wrong. It's either none or one caretaker coach has lost this year in terms of when a coach has gone out for COVID and, and the, the lead assistant has stepped in. So, yeah. yeah. They're, they're like four and one or something, or maybe five and well, oh, I'm not sure. I can't and I, th- I think the one might have been like West Coast or something. Um, yes, it was, would have been West yeah. Coast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, I've got a few good games of uh, footy this round anyway. Uh, you know, uh, two top four clashes, actually. You've got uh, the Panthers versus the Roosters. Yep. And then you've got uh, my Cowboys versus the Storm. So you've got 1v4 and 2v3. Uh, they're going to be a few absolute belters. Um, Parramatta and Manly, that's going to be an interesting game as well. Uh, and then... There's a game tonight, Broncos and Newcastle. Uh, I was very heavily leaning towards the Broncos, and then Adam Reynolds is actually out. Um, so I just I don't know where I'm going to go on that game. I haven't done any tips yet. Um, and, yeah, I believe the game's uh, in Newcastle, so I might, actually, uh, I might actually chip the red and blue. Uh, and cheer the Knights on because, well, really, I want to be cheering the Broncos. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting because, yeah, with Adam Reynolds, I, I think he's done a lot for the Broncos this season. Um, oh, mate. So he had an absolute um, belter last weekend. Like, it. it was magic. It was magic round, and by God, did he produce some. That's it. It's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting with all that. So, uh, yeah, Rob. Well, that's good. Actually, There's a few few games in both leagues this year, uh, this weekend, I should say. Sorry. Actually, sorry. Uh, I do need to mention um, last week was Magic Round, and the best piece of magic produced was actually by a young cowboy named Murray Tualangi. Murray Tualangi. 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 Yeah, I'm not sure if you've seen it, but. No, I have not. Oh, my God. This was the best pass in the history of the NRL. In the history of the NRL? Yes. That's a, that's a lot. That's so, a lot. So you just, you just give it a quick Google on, on Murray Tuolangi pass. That's all you need to do. T-A-U-L-A-G-I. Tuolangi. Tor- Did he tear now, his lung? No, oh, okay. <laughs> that's not it. Um, sure. But what happened was he uh, stepped inside of the left of his left foot and got hit by a pretty good tackle by Jackson, Jackson Hastings. Uh, he went to put the ball. He was like caught in the air. Went to put the ball down in the corner. Realized he couldn't make it. Mid air, falling to the ground, horizontal. Flicked the ball back after adjusting, putting the ball in the corner. Landed in Scotty Drinkwater's hands. Cowboys scored. Apparently, it was called. Uh, it was called uh, try of the week. Oh yeah, it should have been. Well, it should have been try assist of the week. Um, oh, oh just... no, nah, that's out. He he hit the pylon. No, nah, I don't care. Nah, that's out. Yeah. No, no, that, that is a that, but that's a that, but that was a very, it was very decent. That that's uh, oh, I understand you, you call now. I think that's, I think, I, I think you pretty well I'll call, I'll call it all my spot on. Yeah, it was uh, it was bloody uh, unreal. I remember watching it, and I was just like, what the, what, what that's uh, well, I just, I don't know what happened. Um, I just. I couldn't figure out how we got the ball from where he was to where yep. it ended up. Yeah, um, no, that was that was a very decent one there. I like that. Yeah, it was it was bloody phenomenal. But uh, look, let's continue to roll forward, uh, and yes. we will jump in to everyone's favourite, and that is choice of two with two blokes. Lovely. I can't wait. And you know what? I'm going to be kind. I'm going to let you ask me the questions first this week. Oh, really? Because it is your week. 
No, I'm ready for you to ask me some. I want to hold on to my questions a little longer and keep them nice and close to my chest a little bit. So, right, you still haven't finished the last couple, have you? (laughs) No, I have them. I'm just actually watching a horse race, and they're on my phone. (laughs) Are you winning? (laughs) No, 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 no bets on it. I've just got an interest in one of the horses. That's all. Ah, okay. All right. Uh, okay, so I will ask first. Yep. Now, I'm going to start relatively easy. Should, yep. Charlie Dick, should Charlie Dixon have been allowed to play for the West Coast Waffle team last weekend? Yes. Uh, righto. Will Dusty move from Richmond? Also a yes. Will the D's go undefeated? Uh, no. The Port Away Power play them one more time and we're going to beat them. Right, eh? Is the Suns window now closed? They had an open window? The uh, championship window. Oh, wrong Suns. Yes. The NBA. Oh, you go, mate, you, you got you, you to establish this here. There's a lot of suns going around, you know. There also, is a... you're talking about Gold Coast, hence the comment of uh, of that. So, uh, Yeah, there's been no window open there. No. Um, yes. Yeah, I'm going to... Oh, no, 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 it's not because I think, um, I think there's a piece that they can trade and yep. get a fair bit in return for. Righto, that's my boy that we're talking about there. Um, is Jimmy Butler the best postseason player? It's very interesting. I saw this. I saw his stats for postseason. And it was very interesting, the uptick in it. Um, in the Is league at the moment or, or ever? In the league at the moment. Yes, I'll say in the league at the moment, yes. Yeah, okay. Can the Mavs beat the Warriors? No. I, I, I watched a fair chunk of today. Well, not a fair chunk, actually. It was only probably about... Half a quarter, yeah, um, and I think they're going to get a little bit exposed. The um, I think defensively the Warriors match up quite well on them. Really, and yes. So it was it was a it was it was a bit eye opening. I didn't expect it. I had a rough feeling, but it's. Off, and this is going to sound really weird, but def, like a, a um, defensiveness, like their defensive presence in the key, it's going to stop them from sort of going into sort of scoring at the at the basket. You know, they, they the Golden State don't have that rim protector, but. Their defense, in terms of sliding the movement of sliding the feet, the help defense is—I well, would say one of the best. Well, not one of the best, but but I think in that game it was really, really evident. And if the Mavs can't hit sh- uh, shots outside, then they're done. And I, I think that's how I think that's how the Warriors are going to beat them. Is for the Mavs to win, they need to hit their threes, and if they're not hitting their threes, they're not going to beat them. See, I actually like the Mavs in this series. I don't. I, I'm happy to be proved wrong again, but I don't. As I said, I just, you know, you had Andrew Wiggins, absolutely, like he played so well on, on like I know Lucas still scored quite well, but Lucas is going to do what he's going to do. But he, um, the cover defense that he had was amazing. Um, 
I, I think that's where it's going to be. Is that there's there's going to be a bit in that sort of thing. So, uh, and you know, like you can play good with the Warriors. They've just got so many scoring options where the Suns didn't necessarily have that. If you shut out Chris Paul, you shut out Devin Booker, that's it. Where on the Warriors, you shut out Steph Curry, shut out Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins pop, pops up and drop, drops 20. Draw and pull drops up, drops 20. Yeah, you know, it's... um, Yeah, they've always got someone there. So... Yeah, I, I think I think the Warriors have got this covered. All righty. Uh, I'm going to give you a little break from the NBA. Uh, just yep. one question away from it. What's a better story? Shane and Jack returning from a three-year doping ban and qualifying for the Commonwealth Games or Cody Simpson qualifying? Uh, Cody Simpson's a flog, so Shane and Jack. I think that was a bit in that Shana Jack stuff too. I, I'm not like I don't think she. Oh, what's the term? Knowingly took. Yeah. Look, I don't mind seeing this Cody Simpson kid have a crack though. Uh, good on no, him. He's a he's a flog. Uh, yeah, yeah. Coming from the biggest one of all. Um, <laughs> it's a bit rough. Yeah. <laughs> Now, the NBA draft lottery uh, has been done. Will the, will the Pistons become more aggressive to move up the draft board? Mm. No. No, okay, okay. Uh, last one for you. If and when Kyle Lowry returns to the Miami lineup, does he help or hinder them? I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to say he helps them. Um, I think that veteran presence will help them a little bit. But right, I, think, right. I think I think it could very easily go the opposite way too. Yeah. All righty. Well, that's you done. Uh, time done. to time to get some of these questions off your chest. And, uh, the, oh, yeah. oh, sorry, oh. I, I didn't. I did miss one question. Oh, okay. Did Josh Giddy deserve all rookie first team? Yes, one hundred percent. Yes, I'm. A, I'm. Nothing. I don't mean to take anything away from Jalen Green, but he should not have been in the All Rookie Team. Uh, well, first team. Josh Giddy should have been in there. Even Cade Cunningham could have dropped out. I think. Um, I think that was that was an atrocity. Yes, I agree. I agree. Yes. Uh, by the way, just for uh, listeners at home, the uh, horse I was watching came second. Um, yep. Right. So that was that was quite. I was quite impressed with it. So, uh, but moving into the questions, should an Essendon? Well, sorry, there was a bit that was going around about this, especially from Matthew Lloyd. Should an Essendon player have ran through Luke Parker? Yes. Yeah, perfect. I agree. I agree. I agree. I like Luke Parker, but yeah, I, I, I like what he did as well. But yeah, yeah, so do I. I'm, I'm happy uh, for that. I'm happy for that sort of stuff to take place on the field. But if you know, if you're one of the Essendon players, you have to stand up for one your teammate, two yourself if it's you, or three your team. Yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, you, you need to put that bloke on his ass. Yep, and then stand over him and go. <laughs> now I read this trade today. I thought it was interesting. It goes Anthony Davis to the Phoenix. Kelly Olenek and Jeremiah Grant to the Lakers. And DeAndre Ayton to Detroit. 
Who says no? The Lakers? Fair or enough. do you mean if... Yeah, I, I'd say no as well. Um, I've got my speculations about where Aiden will end up. Um, and I can tell you it's neither of those teams. Um, yeah, not a... Not a massive fan of that. And if I'm the Suns, I'm not pulling the trigger on that either. I'm after a uh, a centre who can actually stay on the court. Yeah, fair enough. All right. No, that's all right. I thought it was an interesting little tidbit. Uh, I'd go back to your NRL and was Trent Barrett right to step down or should he have kept going until he got fired? Uh, like I said uh, before, uh, the writing was on the wall for him uh, and that was a jump before being pushed move. Um, and yeah, I think I think he did well, the right thing by stepping down. Well, all right, all right, all right, well, okay. Yeah, all right. Will there now be a player exodus from the Bulldogs. We've or, they've already lost one. There's talk of Paul Vaughan going. There's talk of Matt Burton even going. Uh, yeah, see, this comes back to uh, the culture. There's no culture yep. there. Uh, they're just a turnstile at the moment. Uh, you know, they can keep the mediocre players in there because those players aren't going to be getting game time anywhere else. Um, you know, they've got a couple of Good players in there, but uh, I see Brett Naden left. He's gone to the Tigers. Um, yep. You know, one player they could get rid of who I think is really hurting him is Tavita Pangai Jr. Uh, I think they're paying him massive overs, and I would be showing him the door to the Dolphins. Yeah, fair enough. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think there will be uh, not a exodus, but there'll be a bit of turnover. Yep. Okay. Is Patrick Beverly crazy? Yes, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not going to comment on that at all. I'm not even going to go there. Uh, do the Kings keep pick four? Yes. Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. Because uh, in my mind... Uh, I believe Smith will go number one and pretty much held for leather uh, between uh, Bankera and Holgren. And if one of the teams above your pass, uh, I'm, I'm jumping on who's left. Uh, I don't know, but you've just stuffed up one of my other questions. <laughs> Did I? I'm still going to answer. I'm still going to ask it. Oh, yeah. Yep. Right, give it to me. Bancher, uh, Bancher, Chet, who? or Jabari? Who? who goes number one? Jabari Smith. Clearly, just answered that before, but that's all right. Yeah. Uh, um, so, sorry, what was uh, Parlo's last name? Should the AFL bring in a draft lottery? <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. Um, yeah, look, I'd love to see. It. I'd love to yeah. see. It. I think it adds a bit, bit to it. Yeah. It adds a bit to it. So, yeah. Uh, now. I thought this actually, this was an interesting one. So, should WA get an NRL expansion team? It's been floated around for a little while. Um, they get a big crowd to State of Origin. And I believe that's because State of Origin is a massive spectacle. Mm-hmm. 
But no, I don't believe they should have their own NRL team. Okay. And last question. Who wins the CBA agreement in AFL W, the AFL or the women? The women. Good. I think it's that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. Look, as, as a starting point, definitely the women. Uh, yep. There's still there's still a lot of room for them, uh, and I'm all for it. But they're moving in the right direction, and uh, the AFL is backing them, which is good. Yep. It, it's good to see. And, uh, yeah, I think I think the Sheilas are going to go well. Yep. Oh, okay. That's me done, mate. That's, it's all done. All righty. Uh, it is time to talk about the game we love, and that is the NBA. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, uh, what the... Oh, I guess I got proven completely wrong by well, we spoke about it a little bit just before, but the um the the Mavs knocking off the Suns. Yeah, like what so, the fuck? Yeah. Did not expect 27, that. Twenty seven points and a half? Like what the fuck? And for um, Luca to score twenty seven points as well. Yeah, but like Booker and CP three had three field goal attempts in the first half. Yeah, I um, I was uh, it was very strange. I had no idea what. Well, obviously, that was some lockdown D. Uh, we spoke about it last week a little bit with Reggie Bullock. Um, obviously, he continued doing a bit more, and, and the rest of the team stepped up as well. So, it um, it was very interesting. Yeah, uh, I completely agree with you, but uh, that gives us a Mavericks and Warriors West Coast. Um, you know, we spoke about this uh, just before. You think Warriors? I think Dallas uh, can actually do them. Uh, and I go into uh, a different aspect of what you did in terms of how swing and that is by uh, Luca attacking. And then oh, I genuinely don't think they can guard him. Like, yes, Wiggins played well today. Draymond picked him up a few times. Uh, but that's not going to happen all the time. And if they collapse uh, when Luca drives, uh, between... Reggie Bullock, Dorian Finney-Smith, and Maxi Kleber, all of them are shooting around or better than 40% from deep in the playoffs. And Not today. Not today, no. But all that... Look, the advantage uh, the Warriors have is... The Mavericks are coming off a very tough seven-game series. So, I, yeah, I, I still like. No, nah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn, I'm gonna completely turn screws here. As I said before, I think Andrew Wiggins is developed into one of, uh, into one of the best defenders in the league. Yeah, uh, you have one of the best defenders in the league in terms of Draymond Green. I do agree um, I with think, you. I think part of the reason why Draymond probably didn't pick him up as much was because he had some foul troubles. Um, but I watched, there was a possession that I watched where Draymond had Luca. Luca tried to drive and Draymond just had him. Um, he, this is what I love about Draymond so much is that he actually plays defense, moves his feet, moves him really well. And I think, you know, can't remember who guarded Luca in um, in this Phoenix series. Bridges. Oh, yeah, look, and no offense to Mikael Bridges. I, I, he's also he was he was in the in the, in the like sort of running for defensive player of the year. But Draymond's more physical than what Mikael Bridges is, and that's what you need to be with Luca. And I, you know, he Luca could have his way with Mikael Bridges. Uh, that's not going to happen if you've got Draymond 
I think, as I said, I think even Andrew Wiggins can get a bit physical. So I I just don't see it. And that's what you know, I can understand if you know, Luke is going to kick it out and and things like that. But that's then relying on them, on the, those guys to hit those threes. They did it today. They shot 26%, 22%, sorry, from the field. Uh, from yeah. from the three points. From three. Area. Yeah. And, you know, I watched Reggie Bullock miss three wide open threes. Um, yeah. So I sit there and I, I just don't, I just don't see it. And as I said, I think the way the Warriors are able to sometimes shuffle and, and things like that, it's, um, it's not very often they're going to get wide, wide open threes. So um, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see it happening. You've got to be able to knock them down when they're there. Uh, but, yeah, I'll just, yeah, I think it's a very interesting matchup. And, um, like, as I said at the start of the season, the Warriors were my underdog to win it. Uh, but I, in that same pod, I also said that Luka Doncic is my favourite player. And uh, he's, the way he played against Phoenix, um, yeah, sort of cemented that more that he he attacked a lot more and he was just ruthless. Um, I just think if the Warriors do something silly like Devin Booker did and light a fire under him, um, it could be game on. But, yeah, I think it's going to be a really good series. A series that not many of us expected for the Western Conference Finals. No, uh, not, definitely not for Western Conference Finals. No. So, uh, yeah, I think it's... I think it's one of those things where, uh, like, the Warriors are heavy favourites to win it, but uh, I'm rolling with the underdog. Yeah, yeah I think you'll be proved wrong. And yeah, I don't mind being proved wrong, um, especially by a team that I picked to win it. Yeah, <laughs> so no, fair enough, fair enough. Um, but uh, look, over in the East. This is what I would call a dogfight. This is going to be defense versus defense, and the better defense is going to win. Yep. Yeah, I um, I think that's a hundred percent what this is going to be, and uh, it's um, it's going to be really interesting. I'm really looking forward to it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, the I think the biggest uh, point for me is with Boston, you've got Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. They're yep. your one and two. They're your one and two scorers. Yep. After that, can Peyton Pritchard, Marcus Smart, uh, Al Horford, can those guys get it Grant done? Williams. Grant Williams, um, you know, can those hey, guys when's, get it done? When's, when's Robert Williams the third meant to be back? Or is he back at the he moment? Played, yeah, he played the first game. Okay. But 16 or 18 points or something, played quite well. Um, but then on the other hand, with Miami, you've got Jimmy Buckets, who is just killing it. Uh, are you going to have Bam stand up? Are you going to have Max Struess stand up? Kyle Lowry, if he's playing. Tyler Hero. Uh, you know, which one of those guys is going to be able to stand up for you? Yeah, I, th- I think it will come down a lot to the... Um, oh, I mentioned this a lot with the East in previous episodes in terms of it will be whoever's role players stand up the most. Yep, yep, so, Absolutely. You know what you're going to get from Jalen Brown. You know what you're going to get from Jason Tatum. You know what you're going to get from Jimmy. Even to an extent, you know what you're going to get from Bam. So it's more of a, righto, out of these other guys, who is going to be the person that stands up? And that's what's going to happen. It's, it's, it's going to be very much a role player, whoever is going to win it for them in, in a way. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I completely agree with you. Uh, and... That goes to home court advantage because uh, we all know that 
role players tend to play better at home. Uh, yeah, they can have the occasional night where they go off away, but it's it's a series that you've got star versus superstar. Yeah, Jimmy and uh, Tatum. Those yep. two are on a different. Those two are just on different levels at the moment. Um, yes, and then you know you could you throw uh, Bam Adebayo in the same category as Jalen Brown, or are you more leaning towards Tyler Hero in the same category as Jalen Brown? Um, and then you know, like it's going to be, yeah, I just. Like, I'd be more leaning towards Tyler Hero for his scoring. Bam has been struggling yep. at late. I, I, I want to see Bam taking 16 shots a game, 16, 20 shots a game, and just be ruthless. Like, the man's a monster. Unleash him, you know? And I'm surprised Jimmy Butler's not in his ear, just getting stuck into him, just being like, fuck you, you need to attack there, because um, that's who Jimmy is. And yeah, I think- I- I think yeah. it's um oh, oh, I'm still not sold on Tyler Hero. Um but you're right. I think Bam's the guy that needs to step up. He's the guy that needs to sort of take over and and sort of, well not take over because you've got Jimmy doing that, but he needs to be the second second string guy and be doing that. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, he needs to be able to take it to and to Grant Williams and be be dominant like just fucking throw the ball down on them. Yeah, they can yep. defend, but but so can you, mate. Like, yeah, um, yeah. So like, I'm a big Bam fan. I love him, but the bloke's got to be averaging more shots than what he's doing. He's got to he's got to back himself in. You know, uh, I think if Miami wants to win, you nearly look at a Bam trying to average, you know, seventeen to twenty points a game, uh, and. What did he have in game one? I think he had 10 or 12 or something. Um, yeah, they got the win, but uh, you still need more from him. Yeah, he um, he had, sorry, he had 10 points. So Ten that's points, what I mean. Yeah. Like you, you, you've, got, you've got Gabe Vincent stepped up there too. So Yeah. I think it's going to be interesting. How many shots did Bam take? He only had four. Four shots, fucking ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, that is that is bullshit. Like he needs, he needs to triple, quadruple, and yeah. Like I'm, I'm surprised that uh, Eric Spolstra is not getting any easier. I'm surprised Jimmy Butler is not getting easier. Like just. I don't care if you're fucking trying to dunk on everyone. I don't care if you're fucking throwing five-foot hook shots. Like, get them up there. Yep. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather him taking shots than Max Struess or, you know, Gabe Vincent, even though Gabe, Gabe and uh, Max can put them in. Uh, they can both shoot. But, sorry, if I'm paying Bam that money... You're shooting, mate. You're fucking getting those 20 points a game. Yeah, nah, fair enough. Oh, I don't mind that. I don't mind that yeah. call at all. But uh, who, who do you like in this series? Oh, I can't pick, to be honest. It's, it's hard. I like I like Boston, but I think Miami has what it takes. But, yeah, as I said, it's going to be the role players, and I just don't know who it's going to be. It'll be an interesting season series, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, I'm actually going to go Boston. Yep. Uh, I think Boston can get it done. Um, and like I said, it's just going to be a dogfight. Like, if there's a game that's 74 to 80, it's not going to surprise me at all. And yep. uh, I'm actually keen to watch some really, really good defense. Um, yeah, it will be really good. It will be. I yeah. think that's 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 the, that's the key. It's going to be a very good defensive battle, and it will be really good to see. Yeah, you know, like ninety back baby. 
Almost. <laughs> almost. 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 Um, look, what we might do is we might uh, wind down and uh, I've got a joke for you. You got one? I, I like it. I did not think of one at, at all. <laughs> this okay. Week. I had no uh, jokes in me, unfortunately. I've got a I've news got for you. Why do mermaids wear seashells? No, nah, nothing. Because they grew out of their bee shells. <laughs> Far out. On that note, guys, I don't have my best bet yet, as per normal. Well, I was a bit unfortunate, uh, unlucky last week to lose. <laughs> You've got a bonus bet. I've got the bonus bet back. Paddy Cripps, you. I'm off him. He can't believe he didn't kick a goal for me. But I will be back again with a same gamer. Um, I'm loving him at the moment. So it will probably be... I'm just trying to see where I can get... It will probably be on the Brisbane Lions-Hawthorne game, to be honest. Um, I think there's a... I could probably find some value in there, but I will keep it updated. Um, as to see what, what what I can find around. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Then, that's fair. And, uh, yeah. like, look, I've already gone through my best bet, and that's uh, big JT, Justin Thomas, to uh, finish top 10 at the yes. USPGA, yep. which kicks off tonight. Kicks off tonight. tonight. So, so uh, my bet will go up. And, uh, everyone, everyone get on that. Um, but... Yeah, so we'll we'll wrap it up. Uh, just remember that joke, guys. Feel free to use it. And uh, <laughs> from from us here at uh, two blokes and a punt, wish you uh, happy punting, gamble responsibly, and uh, we will see you next week. See you later, everyone. <laughs>